praise God. Truly, I thank God for this opportunity to stand before you all on tonight. It's an honor and a pleasure of mine. Amen. I thank God for this opportunity, you know, and I just think we've been studying and talking about being rooted, talking about staying, and and so I, I, this week I was asking myself, Lord, what would I be if I hadn't have been obedient to you? See, when, when I first come here, you know, God said, I want you to sit and be taught my word. What did that mean? That mean I had to, I had to, I had to stay and then I had to be, become rooted in what God had told me to do. Immovable. I couldn't move. I had to stay where God had planted me. Amen? And there's some of us here tonight that, that need to get planted, need to become rooted in where God has called you to be. And some of you that are watching on, by way of Internet, God is dealing with you on, on where to go and what to do, and, and you need to, to get planted, get rooted in some home church. Amen? Glory to God. Truly, I thank God for this wonderful night, you know. And as I was thinking about this service, you know, and I was thinking about the word of God that Dr. Savelle has given us, that, that 2017 shall be the year that the faithful shall flourish. And, and you know, I believe that, that because of that word and the more that you confess that word, the more attacks that's going to come against you. But guess what? You have the word of God to stand on. Satan is already defeated. Amen? So we can stand on the word of God. I, I just look at, 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 at now and I'm confessing that, um, that, the, that the saints are flourishing, that, that we are thriving. And, and it seems like, man, every time I look around, it's, it's somebody getting sick or somebody getting rushed to the hospital, somebody getting something really bad is happening. But you know, when I, I, I hear this, then immediately what rises up in my spirit is take authority over this situation right now. Speak the word. See, and that's what we got to do is speak the word only. Amen. And for weeks now, we've been talking about going from devastation to restoration. For weeks, we've been dealing with that. And the Bible tells us in John 10, 10, that the thief, talking about Satan, comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen? But Jesus come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. A lot of people is going through a lot of devastation in their life. Praise God. Hallelujah. They're going through situations that's in the natural. It looks like there is no way out. Sometimes I hear people say, well, I don't know what to do. There's nothing to do. Yeah, there, there's something to do. We got to trust God. We have to trust God. Amen? Don't let the devil tell you that it's over until God says it's over. And God will never say it's over until you win, buddy. God will never say it's over until you win. Amen? And that's what we have to get in our mindset. We got to get that mindset. The Bible tells us in, in, in uh, Roman, Paul said, be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of our mind. We got to get a new mindset, a new way of thinking. Amen? 
Because the devil going to tell you there is no way. Uh-uh, there, there is no way. When he say there is no way, you go to the word and you grab a hold to the word of God and you get the word that's pertaining to your situation and you speak the word only. Amen? And so we've been dealing with uh, talking about the scripture that we've been reading from is Deuteronomy 30 and 2, and I'm not going to stay on it, but it says, And shalt return unto the Lord thy God, and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, that thou and thy children with all thine heart and with all thy soul. And verse 3 says, Then the Lord thy God will turn your captivity and have compassion upon you, and you will return and gather thee from the nations whither the Lord thy God hath scattered thee. And I'm skipping down to verse number 9. It says, And the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he rejoiced over thy fathers. God is speaking to the children of Israel and telling them that if they would just return unto him, that he would return their captivity. And, and verse 9 says that he will restore them. Amen? So God, God wants to restore you. God wants you to be restored. God, God wants to turn your captivity and restore you. That is the nature of God. God. That's his desire. That's his nature is to restore. And we got to understand that, that, that. But the devil going to come and tell you that God is not wanting to do this and try to get you to turn away from God. But we can't turn away from God, y'all. Anyone who has ever attempted to live by faith has experienced delays. There's a due season for everything, and when you understand it, it eliminates the frustrations. Amen. It's a due season for everything. And you got to know when it's your season. I tell, I tell myself, see, because sometimes we have to stir ourselves up. Paul said that he stirred himself up. So we can't look, wait and look for somebody else to stir us up and cheer us up and get us, get us all pumped and everything. But we have to cheer ourselves up. Stir yourself up. Don't wait on, on me to do it. Don't wait on the pastor to do it. Stir yourself up. How? In the Lord. Get in the word of God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. When you begin to start speaking the word of God, then it's something that rises up on the inside of you. You get stirred all up. And I, sometimes I don't know why I'm so happy. I'm just happy. Woo, glory to God. Have anybody ever been like that? Wake up. I'm talking about sometimes I wake up, I'm just happy, Stuart. And I ask the Lord, Lord, what you want to do for me today? Amen. You can get to that point. Amen. There may, there may have been things you were believing for, like finances, restorations, job promotions, a, a godly mate, amen? And it seemed like that would never come to pass. So you finally gave up. I want to encourage you to recapture your vision, amen? And wait for it to come to pass. You may, you may have given up, but God is still interested in seeing his plan come to pass in your life. What is God's plan for your life? I like this. It's, Jer it's uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11, pastor's favorite scripture. For I know the thoughts and the plan that I have for you. See, God have a plan for you, 
But you got to know that you know that you know that God got a plan for you. Huh? Amen. He said, for I know the thoughts and the plans that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. And the Amplifier say, to give you a future and a hope. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for a future and a hope. Amen. Amen. Paul says in Ephesians 6, having done all, stand. Having done all, stand. When you've done everything you know to do, I don't know what else to do. He said, just stand. The wind may blow, you bend, but just stand. Why? Because God is with you. God is with you. Having done all, stand. I've done everything I know. I've prayed, I've tired, I've, gave, I've given, and, and I've done it all. And, and so what Paul said, stand. Having done all, stand. Wait on God. Wait on God. God won't leave you. Amen. God will not leave you. Amen. We generally like the scripture, you know, that says the steps of a, of a good man are ordered by the Lord. But we don't really like steps. We want to take strides and we want leaps. Huh? That, that's what we really want. That, that, that's what we really want. See? Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, Steps are slow, but they are the sure way to go. If you obey the steps of God, you then will reach the destination that you desire. Let's look at three scriptural reasons for delays. Number one is God. God causes delays. Did you know that? Well, guess what? I'm going to give you a scripture to prove it. Amen? All right. Go with me, uh, well, no, let me, let me do this first. It could, be, it could be that God has orchestrated a delay in your life because he is arranging a divine appointment up ahead. Amen? Now, the example I'm going to give you is rare, and it's not the norm. Christian lives uh, as, uh, as to this, and sometimes delays happen, but, but this right here, it could happen this way, you know? Go with me to Acts chapter 16 and verse 6. Acts chapter 16 and verse 6. You know, teaching the word of God is good. For me, when, when I was out in the world, you know, I, 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 I got the Pentecostal background. I go to the church and Man, they'd be in there and they'd be singing and boy, they'd be dump dancing and shouting and, and, and running and things. And, and I liked that, man. That, that sounded good. But when I left Stuart, I went right back to being the same old outfit I was. I ain't get nothing. But when I started getting a hold to this word, oh, y'all, I'm telling y'all, when I got a hold to the word, the word got a hold to me. And then I changed. It wasn't until the word got in me that I changed. See, a lot of us say, well, I like that a hooping and, and, and think, yeah, that, that's all good. It sounds good and all. But the word of God is what? Life to those that find them. Anybody in here need a life? Get your life, okay? Amen. Acts chapter 16, verse 6. 
Now, when they had gone throughout Persia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach in the word in Asa, and they were, they were come to Mysa, they assayed to go to Bith, into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. The Spirit suffered them not. Notice, they wanted to preach the word in Asia, but they weren't allowed to. Why? The Holy Spirit forbid them. In an attempt to fulfill the commission of Jesus, they were delayed in going to Asia, and the, and the delay was orchestrated by God. God intervened here because they were about to miss a divine appointment ahead. See? They, now, what they were going to do now, don't get me wrong, it was good. But they wanted to go to Asia. But that ain't where God wanted them to go. See, you may be wanting to go somewhere, but it may not be where God wants you to go. So God will cause a delay. Huh? See, it's not in God's plan. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And verse 9. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. So God stood between them and their plans and forbid them to preach in Asia. Because he had another plan up ahead. The timing was not right, and they, they had a divine appointment awaiting them. This could be the case in your life. God could have a divine appointment waiting on you. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Reason number two for delays it's Satan. Thank you, Lord. I got him where I want. It's quiet in here. You can hear a needle drop. Praise the Lord. Y'all listening now. Thank you, Jesus. Number two is Satan. Delays can be caused because you were hindered by Satan. 1 Thessalonians 2, 17 says, But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart. Verse 18, wherefore we would have come unto you, even our Paul, once again. But Satan hindered us. Satan hindered him. Satan could be hindering you, huh? And could be stopping you from doing what God called you to do in your life. Huh? It's not God. Now, I want, you to, I want you to just stay with me. This word hinder here in the Hebrew, I mean in the Greek here, it says to interfere with or slow progress of one's course by cutting his way. See, Satan will interfere with you or hinder you by slowing your progress. Huh? That's what, he, that's, what he, that's what he like to do. He'll interfere and then slow your progress of your course. 
you on this course right here, but, but Satan will stop and say, put a thought in your head and say, well, I think you're supposed to go this way, and then you turn and, and you, you, you stop and you're waiting. You're slowing your progress, trying to figure out which way should I go. Huh? See? But I want to tell you one thing. Satan's greatest weapon is, is uh, deception. That's his greatest weapon, deception. If you hear something from Satan, then you go to the word of God and you find what the word has to say about it. Amen? The third thing, no, y'all, some of y'all ain't going to like this, is you. The third thing that causes delays is you. Amen? I'm going to give you scripture now. I'm going to give you scripture. So you, I mean, I didn't say this what God said. Amen? You could be the cause of delays for various reasons. Now, when you create the delay, Satan is behind it. Satan's greatest weapon is deception, but let's not blame him for everything. In most cases, we need to reevaluate our lives to see what we've done to create a delay. Now, sometimes we all want to blame Satan for everything. But Mother Betty, Satan ain't to blame for everything. He's blamed for a lot, but not everything. If y'all would go with me to Haggai chapter 1. Boy, I love this right here. Now, this, this right here is going to get you. You say, well, you mean I, I'm the blame of some of my delays? I, I, how can that be? I'm going to show you. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Will you put up the... Uh, Haggai 1, and I'm going to start at 6, but put 5 up there. Haggai 1 and 5. Start at the 5th verse. Amen. You got it? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I can read it. I can just quote it, but I want y'all to see it. Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Uh-oh. Who who he say consider? Your consider your ways. Amen? Amen. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. Now, now, then he finished. Verse 7, the same way he started in verse 5. Thus saith the Lord, consider your ways. He said, you've sown much, but, you, but you've taken in little. In other words, what he's saying, you, you, you're a good giver. You're giving, but you're reaping little. Why? Consider your ways. What am I doing? Go before God. Ask God, God, what is it I'm doing? You say, well, I'm doing everything I know to do. Well, maybe it might be something that you're not doing, the reason why you're, you're being delayed. Your blessings are being delayed. It, may, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you are doing. It could be something that you're not doing. Amen? See? Don't let Satan tell you, oh, no, yeah, that ain't, you ain't done nothing. You ain't, no, nah, uh, no, nah, uh, nah, don't, don't think like that. It could be. Right. Consider your ways. Amen? Amen? 
Notice it didn't say consider the devil ways. It said consider your ways. Huh? Remember, these people were in exile and God delivered them, brought them back to their homeland, and their instruction was to rebuild the temple that was lying in ruins. Amen. They started out with zeal, inspiration, and hope, and faith, just like most of us do when God tells us something that he's going to do in our life. When God tells us something that we're going to do, boy, we start out with, with a lot of zeal, with a lot of inspiration, you know, ready to do something, already on, the, uh, we're on fire, ready to go and tell somebody. Let me tell you what God did. You, you got that zeal. You're on fire. You're ready to go and tell it. See? Huh? Glory to God. Your adversary, the devil, will launch an attack against you, and if that doesn't discourage you, then he'll use messengers to mark you for living by faith. And sometimes they are relatives you know, love, and respect. If you receive enough of them, it'll cause uh, it'll, enough attacks, you could lose your focus. Huh? Yeah. You could lose your focus if you get enough attacks. You know, sometimes your own folks will tell you, well, I thought you was a Christian. I thought you were saved. That ain't the way no Christian poser act. They do that. Am I the only one that ever happened to have any, everybody else? Yeah, they'll tell you that. Your own people will mark you. But you better know who you are. You better know that you're rooted and grounded in the word of God. You better know that you're made in the likeness and the image of God. Huh? They can say what they want to say. Didn't they ridicule Jesus? Huh? Now that you're living for him, you think that they're not going to talk about you? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's keep on going. Now, there are three things that cause us to lose our focus. I want to share this with you. Three things that can cause us to lose our focus. What, what, well, number one is disinterested. Disinterested. You become disinterested in what God said and of the visions he gave you. You lose the vision that God gave you. Then apathy, lack of concern sets in. You're not really concerned about it. You know, it really don't make no difference if I go to church or not, so whatever. You know, you lose lack of concern. You know, what's going to happen to me? You know, you become passive. You yield to mockery when you are not interested in what God is saying and doing, then you begin to pursue your own desires and dreams and become self-centered. When that happens, your life becomes unfruitful. You're not bearing fruit when that happens. When you become disinterested, you're not bearing fruit. I don't know about you, I want to bear fruit. Huh? I want to bear fruit. When people see me, I want them to see God. Huh? I want to bear fruit. You know, when people see you, they ought to say something that, that you know, this is one of the things I call bearing fruit. I'm going to use this as an example. And, and you know, they say, well, you ought not to use yourself. Well, I'm getting, it ain't about me. I'm not doing nothing. God, I give, I'm giving God the glory. But I got an uncle that's 89 years old. He'll be 90 in December. My sister called me yesterday and said, uh, Vic, uh, Uncle Bubba's in the hospital, and he, he didn't know how to get in touch with you, and, and he called me. 
and said, call Vic and tell him that I'm in the hospital. I need him to come and pray for me. I don't know about y'all. That's bearing fruit. He sees something in, in his nephew that, 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 that he like. He see God in me. And I'm telling you, my uncle, he, 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 I was telling the pastor, boy, I mean, he can be something, man. And, you know, but, but, but he's, he sees something in me. When people see you, your family see you, they ought to see God in you. Huh? They ought to see something. You know what? And that made me feel good. I said, thank you, Lord. I began to praise God. God, you're a good God. God, I love you, God. God, I adore you, God. I thank you for what you are doing, what I'm doing. I'm praising him. It's not me, but it's him. Then when I get over there, you know what he tell me? He said, you remember several years ago, I, I, you come over here and you prayed for me? He said, and the Lord healed me of congestive heart failure. Lord healed him. And he remembered that. It marked him. And now when he gets sick or go to the hospital, he'll call me and want me to come and pray for him because that marked him. Are you bearing fruit today? Huh? Somebody ought to see something in your life. Well, if it's nobody but mama's, mama ought to see something. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Number two is discouragement. Discouragement. It becomes too impossible looking. You could become so discouraged that you eventually give up and again, your life become non-productive. You know, it's a lot of people start out in church on fire for God. And for some reason, all of a sudden, you don't see them no more. They just give up. Somewhere down the line, they got discouraged. Something happened. They just give up. I, this ain't for me. Discouragement. Amen? The third thing is dissatisfaction. When you become dissatisfied while waiting for your due season, you desperately need a word from God. Haggai means festive spirit. God sent the prophet Haggai to bring joy back to the people so they could build a temple. When you become disinterested, discouraged, dissatisfied, surround yourself with the word of God. I'm going to say that again. When you become disinterested, discouraged, dissatisfied, surround yourself with the word of God. Let, learn to be like Haggai. His house was a house of, 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 of prayer or joy. He, you know, it means joy. You know? So let your house be like his. Amen? Jesus said, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Another thing I want to talk about tonight, talking about delays, why they happen, and what causes delays. You must develop the art of waiting. A lot of us don't want to wait for nothing. Very impatient. And, and, and you know, when we were going to, down the highway in the traffic, man, and cars like that, and traffic stopped, and you're in a hurry trying to get to work, trying to get home, or trying to make it to the store before they close or whatever, you get discouraged and start saying some things and hoping none of y'all don't flip nobody out. But, you know, we get very, 
You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. So we got to develop the art of waiting. Isaiah says in Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not faint. They shall walk and, I mean, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, you got to wait. You got to wait. A lot of people don't know how to wait. We just don't know how to wait. We got that, that I call it that microwave faith. You know, we, I, I'm not going to wait. You know, you go and you, you can put stuff in that microwave and in a minute it's ready. You know, it, you may not be able to eat it, but it's ready, you know. <laughs> you know, you know who, who wants that, that, that microwave faith? You got to learn to wait. But it's something about your food, Stuart, that when you cook it on the stove in, in that in that skillet or in that pot, and you put that heat up under it, and, and you slowly turn it in and mixing it, it sure tastes good. But when you put it in that microwave, and, and you say, well, I'm going to put it on two minutes, and, and then you go to bite in your meat or whatever, and it's like rubber. You can't eat, but you're in a hurry. You can't wait. You can't wait. Same thing with our faith. Y'all, we got to learn how to wait on God. Sometimes we, we miss out on our blessing because we can't wait. I'm trying to make this thing happen myself. No, it's taking too long, so I'm going to do it this way. God, I'm going to help you just a little bit. Huh? See, we're going to be like Sarah. Look here, uh, uh, Abraham, go in here to my handmaiden and, and, and have that son. God said we were going to have a son. She trying to help him out. How many of you try to help God out? Huh? Wait on God. Waiting is not something that we all like to do. Huh? We don't, we don't want to wait for nothing. Amen? This is how we, we wait properly. Make sure you've done what the word requires. Remember that Paul says, having done all to stand Read the entire book of Ephesians again, and you'll know, that you'll find that avoiding strife is having done all to stand. Forgiving people is part of uh, uh, doing all to stand, and giving is part of doing all to stand. If you are believing for a financial miracle, and you haven't planted a seed yet, that's not doing all to stand. That's not doing all the stand. You believing for a financial blessing. You need a financial miracle, and I need it right now. But have you planted a seed toward that financial miracle? See, when you plant that seed, then you've done all you can do, and you now you're standing, having done all to stand. But until you plant that seed, you haven't done all to stand. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. When you know that you know that you are in right standing with God, your attitude becomes, why wouldn't he do it for me? Huh? When you, when you know that you know that you know that you are in right standing with God, the thing is, that why he won't do it for me? Why wouldn't he do it for me? I'm his son. I'm his daughter. Why wouldn't he do it for me? I'm a tither. I'm a sower. I give. Why wouldn't he do it for me? Huh? That's the attitude that you have. Glory to God. That's the attitude. Why wouldn't he do it for me? You know, I look at uh, my, my children, and you know, the Bible says, if you then, being evil, I'm talking about you, 
No, not for real. <laughs> if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give good gifts to him that asks? Huh? Why wouldn't God give to me if I'm doing everything I know to do? Huh? If, I, if my life is obedient and pure and I'm living for God every day and I'm doing everything I know to do, why wouldn't he do it for me? If he do it for Pastor Justin, he'd do it for me. If he'd do it for Stuart, he'd do it for me. God said, I'm not a respecter of a person. Huh? Why wouldn't he do it? Well, you know, I, you just don't know where I come from, man. You, you just don't understand, man. You just don't know how I used to be. You, if you understood how I used to be, you just wouldn't know. Well, I want you to know one thing. You've been covered by the blood if you saved. If you've been saved, you've been covered by the blood. You can forget about how you used to be. The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. So you got to change your mindset, change the way you're thinking. See, we got to get that old, old program out of you and, and put a new program in you. Huh? That's what we got to do. See, and when you get that old program out and put that new software in, now you begin to think a new way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Another thing is you got to become expectant. Expectant is the key, is a key in developing the art of waiting. And while I was thinking about that, I thought about the illustration Pastor used. When you're sitting on the edge just waiting, you can't wait. I, I, I know uh, I, my breakthrough is finna come. I, I, I know it's coming. My healing is, uh-uh, I'm going to get it today. I'm going to get it today. But if it don't come today, you wake up in the morning, God, I thank you for my healing. I, you, you got an expectancy. You, you ready for it. You want it. You know, you, you expecting it right now. I don't care what nobody say. Well, you think you ain't going to get, uh, no, no. God said that by his stripes I'm healed. I'm expecting my healing any minute. I'm expecting it in any minute, any minute, any minute, I'm expecting my healing. Any minute, it's subject to come. Amen. You got to have an expectancy. Just like little kids, you tell them you're going to do something for them, they ain't going to let you forget. They, they expecting to go to that, that, that theme park or whatever it is that they asking to do. Mama, is it the time yet? Mama, is it time yet to go? No, baby, I told you next week and every day they're going to ask you. That's the way we ought to be, expecting Expecting that breakthrough every day. Glory to God. Live each day expecting your due season is to come. If it doesn't come today, wake up the next morning expecting it. Don't ever give up. Continue to stand and keep on standing. Huh? Until it arrives. Keep standing till you get it. It's coming. You know how I know it's coming? This is what we got to do. We got to go get the word of God. God said, I get this from Pastor Justin. He, he, I, that, he said this a year ago or two or three. Or, he said, God said, and that's what I say, God said that he's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it and shall he not make good of it? Has he not spoken it and shall he make, not do it? Huh? Come on. God said. If God said it, it's good. You can take that to the bank. Huh? God said it. Proverbs 20 and 22. Glory to God. Says, wait expectantly for the Lord, and he 
will rescue you. Wait for who? Wait for who? And he will rescue you. Wait for him. Say, what did he say? Wait. Huh? Wait. The New English translation says, wait for the Lord so that he may vindicate you. Ooh, I like that. Wait for the Lord so that he will vindicate you. NIV says, wait for the Lord and he will avenge you. Glory to God. See, so that let me know I got to wait. I, 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 I got to wait. Okay, Lord, I, I'm going to wait. Huh? Wait on him. And the New Living Translation says, wait for the Lord to handle the matter. I can't worry about this. I got to wait on Lord to even let Lord handle this matter. I, if I need some finances, I, I, I'm not going to go around begging anybody. I'm going to go to my daddy. I'm going to go to the father and I'm going to say, God, you said that you shall supply all of my needs according to your riches in glory. I believe I receive them, God. I have it. I take it by faith. They're mine. What am I doing? I'm speaking God's word back to him. I'm waiting on him. Then when I, after I pray that to him, I'm telling Lord, now I thank you. What am I doing? I'm going to praise God. God, I thank you, God. I thank you for the finances. God, I thank you for my healing, God. I thank you for delivering me, God. I thank you for saving my children, God. I thank you, God, for healing my marriage. What am I doing? I'm praising God, and when praises go up, then blessings come down. Why? Because God inhabits the praise of his people. Huh? We got to learn how to praise God. If we get into praise, then we could learn how to receive from God. When you begin to praise God, then those blessings begin to come. Why? Because God inhabits our praises. Glory to God. Go with me then now to Habakkuk 2 and 3. I know I'm getting quite a few scriptures, but I ain't getting a whole lot, but we, we need to know this. We, we need to know this. How, how do... Uh, 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 we deal with delays. How, how do we deal with them? Habakkuk 2 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, and it hastens to the end. It will not deceive or disappoint, though it tarry, wait for it. This word hastens means to move. It means or, or to or act quickly. You could say, for the vision is yet for an appointed time and it moves to the end. It will not deceive, disappoint, though it tarry. Wait. It acts quickly. Glory to God. The bottom line for Satan stealing from you is to get you offended at God. That's why he steal from you. To get you offended at God and to delay your victory. Why? Because when you're offended at God, you're not in his presence, then you're not in a position for restoration. Oh, I like that. See, when you get offended at God, then you get out of God's presence. 
And when you get out of his presence, now you're, you're not in position for restoration. Why? Because I'm out of the presence of God. Glory to God. So don't allow the enemy to get you out of the presence of God. And see, you can stay in the presence of God by, by praising and worshiping God. And, you know, set the atmosphere. That's what I like about the praise team. They, they set the atmosphere. They, they charge the atmosphere, what, with the presence of God. And, and you can feel the presence of God, you know. You just feel good when, when you come in. It's just something about the presence of God all over you. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know when the presence of God come in, all your worries go. When the presence of God come in, you may be sick, your body may be hurting, but you forget all about your pain. You forget about everything. You don't even worry. You don't worry or you don't think about nothing but just being in his presence. Because in the presence of God, there is the fullness of joy. Oh, yeah. And Brother Jerry got this uh, book out there called that if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. See, it's something about when you get in the presence of, of God, you get joy, that unspeakable joy, joy down on the inside. You just want everybody to know about how good God is. You want everybody to know how God is blessing you. And you just begin to worship God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When you're in the presence of God. But if you're not in the presence of God, guess what? You don't have to think that you're going to get restored. Because you're not. You got to be in the presence of God in order to receive your restoration. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If he can steal from you and get you offended at God, he don't have to repay you because you're not in God's presence. Ain't that something? If he gets you offended at God, then Satan don't have to repay you because you're not in God's presence. And guess what? Now, now I want y'all to think. I, can, I want you to really think now. Think about when you was in the world and everything that the enemy took from you and your family, from you and your wife, your children, your, your mother, your father, everything that the enemy took from you, think about what it is. And in the Bible, in Job chapter 42, it says that the minimum double fold. Think if you had everything that Satan took from you when you was a sinner, if you had it back double? Huh? What if God restored everything back that the enemy took from you when you was a sinner up until you got saved and he had to pay you back double? Huh? Think about it. Woo, that'd be a whole lot for me. <laughs> Glory to God. And guess what? Proverbs says in Proverbs 6 that you could even receive as much as sevenfold return. Huh? Come on now. Y'all getting this? Are you getting this? Do you see what I'm saying? So we got to stay in the presence of God in order to receive what we have coming to us. Uh-huh. 
Why, why is my blessings being delayed? Why, why is they being delayed? What is it that I'm doing or, or, or what is it that I'm not doing? Why is my blessings being delayed? Why? Ask yourself why. See, you're thinking now because it's real quiet. That's what we want. I want you to think. Huh? Several things. Are you where God called you to be? Are you where God called you to be? Huh? Just like when Paul was in Asa, but he was supposed to be in Macedonia. Are you where God called you to be? Glory to God. Turn with me to Acts 3, 19. And uh, I'm trying to stay on this thing. I, I know this ain't one of those shouting messages, but we're talking about delays. Why do they happen? And the reason why you're so quiet is because you really want to know. You really want to know why your prayers aren't being answered. Why you haven't received your breakthrough. Huh? Glory to God. Do, are you there? All right. Acts 3.19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he, God, shall send Jesus Christ which before was preached unto you. He said, Repent ye therefore and be converted. Repent. God, I'm sorry. I missed it, God. I failed you. Name it. What you're doing. That's between you and God. Ain't nobody else need to know what your sin is. Just go to God and tell God what it is. Say, repent. Turn. Turn from your sin. Repent and be converted. Huh? Go to God and tell him, God, I'm sorry. I missed it. I am this, I am that, whatever it may be. You know what it is you're doing or not doing. Just go to God and tell him. Get in your prayer closet. Pastor was talking about the prayer closet. You know, not telling you to go home and get in a closet. You might be in the, out in the car by yourself, talking to God. Just talk to him like I'm talking. God, I know I missed it. I, I, I did this and I did that. I, I failed, God, and I'm sorry. God, forgive me. You guess what? God said if we repent of our sin that he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from what? All unrighteousness. Huh? Am I talking to anybody? Huh? That's what he said. If God said it, he'll do it. Huh? Glory to God. God said it, he'll forgive you. He will forgive you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's, it's only in his presence that restoration comes. Do not, do you want back what's been stolen or not? Huh? Think about it. A lot of stuff been stolen from some of us. Haven't we? You know? Sometimes I ask myself, I said, Lord, I said, uh, y'all might laugh at me. I said, but Lord, I said, how much is a hip? I want it back sevenfold. I said, you said if he be caught, if the thief be found, He's to repay me sevenfold, even if it means giving all the substance of his house. I said, Lord, he was caught. I said, I thank you. I believe I receive. I'm still waiting on it. Every day I believe that. I'm saying it every day. Huh? Until it comes. Until it manifests. 
I'm believing God. God said it. He got to give it back to me. You know, Satan have tried to kill me more than one time. But God said, not so. Not so. Too much unfinished business. Glory to God. Huh? Two times. He had me down for the count. Got down to eight, but I jumped up. Glory to God. I jumped up at eight. I wasn't going to let him keep me down because God have a calling on my life. Amen? God have something for you too. Huh? Each one of us, God have something for you to do. Huh? Yeah. Glory to God. I see all the head nodding and things because God knows the thoughts and the plan that he have for you. And they are good. Huh? Yeah, they good. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. What you ought to be doing is getting mad at the devil. He's the thief, not God. That's what you ought to be doing, getting mad at him. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He's talking to people who are in captivity in the scripture, Jeremiah 29 and 11. If you are in captivity financially or physically, God says, even while you're in captivity, my thought about you are for a future and a hope. While you're in captivity, God thinking about a future and a hope for you. While you're in captivity, while you're in lack, God is thinking, oh, I got something for her. I got something for him. He's thinking about a future for you. Yeah. Woo, glory to God. No, in spite of what everybody else says about you, God is looking at a future for you. Amen. Huh? Jeremiah 29, verse 12 says, Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. That verse 12, he say, Then you shall call on me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and he said, and I will hearken. That word hearken means to hear. It means to listen to. It means to agree. And one of the, the uh, words that I found for it, it means to grant request, to grant a request. He said, and I will grant a request unto you. Amen. Glory to God. Now, that's good. Yeah, well, what are you asking God? What are you asking God? What are your requests to God? God said, I will grant it yeah. to you. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know how difficult it is to seek God with all your heart when you're in captivity? Hmm? When you're being stolen from, God is saying, if you want my thoughts to come to pass, then... While you are in captivity, while you are being stolen from, while you are living beneath your covenant rights, call upon me, seek me, find me, search for me with all your heart. Amen. While you are in captivity, seek him. Amen. Seek him. Not man, but seek God. Amen. Amen? The worst thing you can do when Satan is stealing from you is pray less. Huh? Huh? 
give less, fellowship less with God. Amen. And isn't that what usually happens? Huh? Satan steal from you, and the first thing you want to do is quit going to church, quit giving, and quit praying. First thing you want to do. Why? That's what he wants you to do. Quit coming to church. I tell people all the time, this place, this house of God, the house of God is the hospital for the Christians, for the saints of God. This is where you come when you're hurting. This is where you come to get healed. Amen? Don't run from God, run to God. A lot of us want to quit coming to church. Well, I don't want them talking about me. I don't want them saying anything about me. Well, Christians ain't going to talk about you. They're going to say, come on, brother, come on, sister, and let's pray about this thing. They're going to help you. But that's Satan's deception to tell you, oh, they're talking about you. See? Huh? That, that's, that's deception. That's what he wants you to do is run. And now when you run, now you've just fallen into the adversary's trap. He got you where he wants you. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But if you keep seeking God, God said, I will restore you. So I encourage you and challenge you. Whatever has been stolen from you, you can get it back and then some. Don't get offended with God. It will only delay your restoration. Release all offenses. Oh, man, let me, let me, let me deal with that a little bit. I'm going to get ready to close. Deal with all offenses. Mark says in chapter 11, verse 25, if you have an altar against any, forgive. Why? For if you don't forgive, neither will the Father which is in heaven forgive you. You got to let go of your offenses, ladies and gentlemen. If you got something against somebody, that'll get you out of the presence of God real quick. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And start seeking God with your whole heart and your due season and your miracle and your breakthrough will come. Did y'all get anything out of this? All right. Give God a praise. Thank you tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I thank God for for the word on tonight, Amen. you know, and, and really, I, I'm telling you, I'll just pray that, that God do something for you tonight yeah. because it is God's will to set you free. Yeah. If you're in bondage, it's because of Satan, not God. If you're walking around with fear in your heart, it's not God, that's Satan. And you got to get the word of God and go and speak the word to Satan. Satan, God have not given me a spirit of fear, but of a power and of love and of a sound mind. Speak the word only, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting the word. We got some of the best teachers here. Pastor Justin, I mean, Pastor Jerry and all of us. I mean, we got some of the best teachers. We're learning from the best, y'all. Amen? Amen. Pastor.